Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, good to be with you, Payne and Pendergast. Into the 9 o'clock hour we go. Here was Bobby Slowick yesterday. Uh, at his weekly press conference, Bobby Slowick, who's been asked by about a half dozen NFL teams, or the Texans have been asked, permission to interview Bobby Slowick. And he did provide clarity on one thing towards the end of this clip as to whether or not he has actually started doing some of these Zoom interviews that he, by rule, is allowed to do. But Bobby Slowick reassures us he is locked in on the Baltimore Ravens. Same as last week, you know, very grateful for every consideration, grateful for the opportunities, grateful to D'Amico, to Nick, to the Texans organization, you know, for giving me this opportunity. But right now, I couldn't tell you what's going on. I'm entirely locked in on on the Ravens. You know, I know coming up here pretty soon, that process is going to start pretty quick, but I'm going to cross that bridge when I get to it right now. Right now, I'm just Baltimore. So no interviews yet. That's correct. So no interviews yet was that last question right there. I like that. Uh, I like that he. I like that he hasn't even really thought about it yet because that feels like it might be one of those things where uh, once he does start in on these interviews, if he's not been thinking about it at all, then he's also going to be a little bit, I think, caught off guard by maybe the just the whole process, you know, and kind of the enormity of it all. And he might pull back very quickly and just say like, all right, I, I, I'm focused on being a good, he came into this like as so many coaches are that have retained this level, very focused and goal driven people. And like his number one goal, I'm guessing was just like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to go and I'm going to be an offensive coordinator for the first time in my life. And I want to nail it. And maybe some of it depends on how they, they exit this postseason. Like if they win, okay. If they win this week, is Bobby Slowick, more or less likely to entertain the idea of becoming a head coach. I tell you, he becomes a hotter prospect. I know that. He becomes a hotter prospect, but him personally, I feel like if they lose, he thinks like, no, I got a lot, I have, I, I got a lot more to do. I haven't, I haven't put together a genuinely awesome offense the way I want to. If they win, I think he can kick the can down the road a little bit because then it's all of a sudden like, well, let's see where we go. Because in my mind, if I were him, I, if I try to be him, I would think about like, all right, my goal was to, you know, kind of go step by step. And I really want to be a good offensive coordinator. And I still have things to learn. If I look back to the beginning of this year to where I am now, then like I've learned a lot and I'm still learning. So I want one more year. If I win this week, then I'm thinking like, okay, uh, there's more I'd like to learn and do as an offensive coordinator. But one of my bucket list items is also winning a Super Bowl. And if I get that, uh, I feel pretty good, and I'd go out and take another job. Yeah, yeah I'd be all right. I could live with myself kicking that uh, like six to eight million dollars a year salary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 a really interesting question. I um, 
Look, here's the thing. See, vitally interesting well, te- question. Teams Sean. are teams teams are going to have to start moving on guys pretty soon. So, um, you know, so he's going to need to have some degree of conviction going into next week as to what his mindset it's is. It's like the way women have to compete with sluts. They're right. kind of like, oh, I mean, right. that's not ideally what I want to do. This guy's going to go home with her. I got to yeah, figure I gotta something do out. Something at least. I got to. Yeah. This is my answer. This and if I were giving him advice on it, I would say this game shouldn't matter in your decision. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the, the outcome of one divisional round football game shouldn't impact where you're at with this whole process. It shouldn't. I'm asking Will. Yeah, I don't know. Like yeah. that's that's a Bobby Slowick thing. I'm just saying it definitely should not, in my right, opinion. It but this is the thing. Remember, we're in the NFL coaching search. Mm-hmm. We're bombarded every day. Every day, people tell me like, "No, Seth, no NFL owner would ever make uh, the decision to hire a guy who's only had one year yeah. of experience." And I've got a list of all the various coordinators who have been hired with just one year of experience. What you think should happen and what will happen um, is almost exactly the same as in your own personal life. All the things you know you should do, but then don't do. So I just like, I personally feel like whether you think he should or shouldn't, I think whether they win this week will affect his decision making because it would me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. And I don't think it would me. Like I, yeah. I, I, like, I think I go into this process with a pretty decent idea, especially now that you know what some of the openings are. Yeah. You know, like you go in going, okay, would I take this job? Would so, I not take this that's job? That's you. He says that he claims he hasn't thought about it at all. Right. So, right. I mean, that's, a, that's kind of a flood of information. I did. I, I, okay. If we're going to take him literally, that he hasn't thought about this at all, I, yeah. then, then that's not true. He's thought about, he's thought about this. Like he's, he's given scant thought to it. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, like yeah. you're saying he hasn't thought about it at all. I'm saying like he's thought about I do, it. I, yeah, but in I, a I private guess, moment he hasn't sat down. Has he contemplated it? it? Right, right, right. No, no. Has he contemplated it? I'm asking you. Thinking about it is one thing. Like kind of like oh yeah, that's interesting. Everything, but like sitting down and contemplating it is another. Yes, I, I mean I think okay. you owe it to yourself to contemplate it, don't you? Not not if your first and foremost goal is to. Is to have an awesome offense and be an awesome in which op- case, offensive coordinator. In which case, I believe he's staying here. Yeah, then. yeah. And, and then I, then that's I believe- what I know, and that's my whole point. Yeah. Is I feel really good about that. Like that, I, I think he might be more tempted if they win again, just because like if he had, if they won a Super Bowl or something, then you kind of got to reframe everything. That game, I will take items, you up on that. Yeah. Like if they win that game, but as far as like him, just if him kind of like he seems like he's trying to be really honest about this. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't seem like a guy, he's not like a slippery dude, you know? Um, I think that because of that, then he's unlikely to take it. I think he's like got tunnel vision right now on this offense. That I agree with. Yeah, that, that I agree with. Um, the, uh, I will say this, Dan Graziano, VSPN.com, pretty plugged in guy, right? Talks to people around the league. He did predictions on the seven openings that there, that exist right now. Keep in mind, two that we thought might exist will not, it so looks like. predictions on who's going to get the on job. On who's going to get the job, yeah, yeah. And Bobby Slowick gets zero of these jobs. Oh, really? In his predictions, yeah, 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 yeah. Who, who goes to where? I'll, go, I'll rapid fire these. Atlanta, which I believe has requested Bobby Slowick. Uh, Bill Belichick dumb, is the prediction there. Dumb, dumb. Carolina. Yeah. The prediction there is Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals. I've always had an issue with him because he does not write the guarantee on the auto parts box. Uh, the, <laughs> I want it. I want something there reassuring me, comforting me, telling me I'll be there for you. Right. That's I mean, why you have an issue with him. To which he always replies, I could get a good look at a steak by sticking my head up the cow's ass, but I'd rather take the butcher's word for it. <laughs> Callahan uh, Auto Parts. Yep. Uh, the um, that They're going to have to get somebody who's a little desperate in Carolina, I think. 
somebody who sticks their head up the butts of cattle. He's, they're going to have to get yeah. somebody that's a glutton for punishment. They might time. as well give him a gimp suit on his way in. Yep. Like, here you go. This billionaire is going to, you're going to be this billionaire's plaything. Yeah. Graziano thinks that the Raiders end up taking the interim tag off of Antonio Pierce. Okay, yeah, I believe that. I think that sounds about it's right. It's just too, too, it's the in vogue thing to do. You just heard that sports minute, maybe you didn't, from Boomer talking about all these linebackers uh, being good coaches. coaches. Yeah, 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 I didn't hear it. Is uh, well, Vrabel and D'Amico. Who's the other linebacker that uh, Jack Del Rio? There you go. Well, Pierce. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's talking about. I know, Pierce. Yeah, but I'm I'm thinking other than Pierce. Yeah, yeah. Del Rio was like a hot up and coming, like same had the same energy as a Mike Vrabel. Very much similar to Mike Vrabel. Absolutely. Um, Los Angeles Chargers. Jim Harbaugh is who yeah, Graziano's got like, going there. Seems almost like a shoe in at this point. But who he's knows? He's been fooled before. He's a heavy favorite. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. He's got. Vrabel taking the Seattle Seahawks. Oh job. boy, that fits. I wonder though. I I feel like I don't know. Maybe that seems a little too easy. Like uh, like they're taking the kind of charismatic defensive guy as like uh, as, as some kind of a younger replacement. Now he's like Vrabel's not super super positive all the time the way that uh, Carroll was, but there's a little bit of that same vibe to it. Um, I don't know. I think they, I think they do the classic, which is they go for the opposite of their ex okay. and end up like a, like a Bobby Slowick type or somebody Offensive. like that. Well, the yeah. Seattle's requested permission to speak to Slowick. Yeah. Washington. I'm saving the Titans for last Washington commanders, Ben Johnson. Okay. Like that seems to be uh that's a popular uh, favorite. Well, I, I feel like Seth, if, if there are teams that are inclined to typecast and go, you know what we're going to find? Yeah. We're going to find the best young offensive coordinator that we can go get. Yeah. I do feel like Ben Johnson is in front of Bobby Slowick in that line. They've around got, the they right have a now. better offense. They've done it. Honestly, that's where, that's where CJ's natural ability might work against Bobby Slowick is that, okay. Are you bringing him with you? He was already like, look at him. He's, he's pure. (laughs) Um, I I think that's where Bobby Slowick would have to point to like some of the things that CJ is doing now that he didn't do at Ohio state. um, That like, they've kind of refined his awesome, like innate football IQ and technique and all that. But yeah, but Ben Johnson, I, I I would think they they would look at Ben Johnson as having done more with less, perhaps, well, or at the, least in reclaiming Jared Goff. Well, yeah, if you had to go in Washington, I mean, they got the number two pick. If they want to take a young quarterback, they can. But if they're more inclined to go, you know what, we're going to go Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, and we're going to sign Kirk Cousins, or we're going to go sign, you know, we're going to go get this guy or that guy. Ben Johnson can say, I rehabilitated Jared Goff was a throw in in that trade. They didn't think he was going to be their franchise quarterback. Yeah. Ben Johnson rehabilitated his career. Last one. Tennessee Titans. Prediction by Dan Graziano for the Tennessee Titans. Definitely curious your opinion on this one. Aaron Glenn. Oh, wow. That's a bold prediction. That's a curveball. Because I don't think Aaron's been favored in a lot of these, has no, he? No, oh, no, no. Aaron, wow. Aaron Glenn, yeah. He's had, you know what's tough to talk about degree of difficulty is that he's had to really, I remember they fired their secondary coach last year midway through the season. And... You know, that's probably, I'm guessing, I'm, I can't even remember who it was, but I'm guessing he was like pretty close to Aaron. And I yeah. like, that's a tough move for a coach to make. I don't know how much Aaron was a driving force behind it or not, but that's actually like, that's the kind of thing if I were in interviews, I would play that up as great story. As, uh, yeah, yes. like, especially if it was his With friend. With an like, owner? This is, this is what I had to do. I yeah. had to do what was right for the team. You know, yes, there's so many like so many great like military leaders have that story about the first time they were in charge and they had to. They had to get rid of one of their friends because like uh, the, the, the mission's the most important thing. Yep. So Aaron and kind of 
they, they've had to work through some personnel issues that could have reflected really badly on the defensive coordinator, and and he's made improvements in spite of all that. And Aaron, I think, will interview really well. I know he's interviewed a few times already, but he's like Aaron's another one, kind of like D'Amico, that was uh, mature beyond his years yeah. when he was young. I remember because Aaron and I are about the same age. I think he might be a year or two older than me, but I remember looking at him kind of like my like my rich uncle. Like, I was like, this is a guy I need to ask for advice. Yeah, he knows yeah, what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Bill Parcells guy, too. Big He's time. also good at, like, shaming rookies for spending too much money, too. Oh, really? Which I always appreciate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like, he's got a, he's very, he could be a character in a movie because he's, he's very proper. Like, he just, but, like, you can also see the part of him that remembers, like, you know, uh, like, he could also be. He could also be talking to somebody in Humble. You know, like he just, he really, he's still got that little bit of glint in his eye um, from back when he was a young player. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that would be, be really good for... Uh, Aaron Glenn now. in the division would be kind of fun, man. Yeah, it'd suck now that'd that I'm thinking of, about it. would be kind of fun. I don't want Aaron. You think, he's gonna, to you, you think he's gonna be, you think Aaron is going to be a good head coach? I don't want to root against him. Yeah, I think it will be a really yeah. good head coach. He has D'Amico-type traits. Does he? Yeah. Okay, I don't like hearing that if he's going to Tennessee. He did, the biggest thing with him was he didn't wait... He waited longer to get into coaching. I think he was on the personnel side for a while. Yeah, um, like as a you know doing a scouting intern stuff and everything. That's a tough putt for Dan Campbell if he loses both of his coordinators because he doesn't own a side of the ball he's like Demico Ryan's. Yeah, does he's or, not a big X's and O's guy. He's right. a, he's an overarching head so coach. You got to hit two home run hires again. Mm-hmm. You know, with at the D, uh, if they lose Ben Johnson well, and Aaron Glenn, I'm you sorry. know, kind of same thing of what I was talking about with Aaron Glenn. I mean, he he had to make that decision with Ben Johnson. You know, he had to fire. He had to, okay. So there's where Dan Campbell. As much as I want to give Aaron Glenn complete credit for firing his defensive backs coach, um, the head coach there has fired a guy, a coach midseason, and it made a difference. This isn't like Sirianni desperately clinging to Matt freaking Patricia um, panic move midway through the season. But like, so he made that, that made a difference. He switched to Ben Johnson a year and a half ago. That made a huge difference immediately. So some of the more cutthroat, tough stuff to do, you gotta, you gotta credit Campbell. That's the head coach stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, yeah. frankly, sometimes like when Mike McCarthy was the play caller in green Bay, people wondered whether he, he was really aware of everything that was going on in his football team. Um, here's Bobby Slowick talking about getting ready for the Baltimore Ravens this weekend. They've watched a lot of tape of the last half of the season. Baltimore does not play in a lot of close games. Two opponents in particular that you pay attention to if you're Bobby Slowick. I'd say the one thing that jumps out when you're watching the last two months of film of the Ravens is there are a lot of games that are out of hand in the fourth quarter. I mean, I want to say there were two games maybe that were competitive in the last month late in the game. Um, the Rams jumps out to me in Cleveland, and Cleveland had to claw their way back in that one, you know. So there were a lot that were out there. I don't think it was just Miami and, and San Francisco, but it's it's helpful not necessarily in how they're going to attack us because I think a lot of times on defense, just as much as you're attacking the scheme, you're attacking people. But it helps a lot to get similar looks. That's where it becomes really beneficial. You know, a, a lot of different offenses align in different ways. Some teams are really condensed formations. Some teams are really wide formations. Some teams motion a lot. Some teams don't. And it just lets you get looks at how they play certain things and, and make certain adjustments. And then we see if we can take advantage of that. This is um, this this was a moment like in an action movie where somebody says to Bobby Sloak, hey, I just killed your two best friends. What do you think of that? And Bobby Slowick looks at him, takes a cigarette out of his mouth, throws it on the ground, steps on, steps it. on it, and says, better them than me. 
<laughs> and that's when you know you're dealing yeah. with a. There's you're dealing with somebody that just do DGAF. He just, he just killed Mike McDaniel <laughs> he was like, and Kyle Shanahan. And then, then he says, "You know what happened? And you killing those good good friends of mine was I saw what moves you've got. Yeah, I saw your secret, your your kill shot, and now uh, prepare to die. Yeah. Two two. My name is Ricardo Montoya. You killed my. <laughs> You killed my Mike McDaniel. I love that angle. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was his name? Was it Ricardo Montoya? Wasn't it in The Princess Bride? I don't know. I don't know either. Did you never see The Princess Bride? I will one time, like way back in All the right. day. Because Andre the Giant was in it. That's why I watched it. He was really funny. <laughs> He's a much different fighting one man than six. <laughs> he used the to tag- rhyme, right? He was like a rhyming giant, right? I don't know if he was rhyming. Yeah. He was a cuttable, lovable, cuddly, lovable giant. Right. But who also would like, he had a hard time fighting one man because the techniques are different than fighting a, like a, an entire village. Okay. Like an entire village. you got to do that thing where you just swing the fist around <laughs> yeah. and stuff and everything. Yeah. One guy, that's a whole different deal he's always deal. better in handicap matches than he was like against hulk hogan that, that's the exact same thing um that there are two kind of fortuitous things that have happened for the texans here that might make a little difference in all this yeah recent film on the ravens against coop shanistani offenses because the miami and san francisco games were not in october these were the last two games that they played with all their guys out there mm-hmm. the pittsburgh game were shoving that aside in week 18. Week 16 and 17, they played those two teams. That's recent film, at least. The other thing, Mother Nature making it freezing here this week. The Texans have been able to practice in super cold weather. In similar conditions. Yeah, man. Like, these are two little things, but who knows? Maybe if if it factors in a point or two in the game. Okay, so when it comes to the rust versus rest debate and whether it's good or bad that the Ravens rested so many people and, you know, Lamar Jackson hasn't played in a couple weeks and so forth... I do think that the area for opportunity there really is a in the first quarter. If rust is indeed a thing, then man, take it to him in the first quarter. But B, the the offensive line and their blitz pickup and some of that stuff. That's like the analogy I thought of last night was like um, like pilots staying current. Like if a pilot doesn't get a certain amount of flight time, stuff starts to degrade really quickly. Like the the reaction time and everything, especially if you're talking about like high performance pilots and fighter pilots and everything. The reaction times, like all the the they got to do multiple mental tasks all at once and everything. It starts to go and like being an offensive lineman mentally in some regards has those same challenges. You got to track multiple objects while you're while you're doing some higher level thinking at very fast pace while also you're getting uh, beat about the head and shoulders. Like that's hard to do. And it might be like the big defensive play in this game might end up coming in the first quarter when that offensive line is still getting their feet underneath them. A yeah. Little bit. It's been three weeks, right? Yeah. Since they, a lot of them, the, the important ones since they've done that, that's a really good point. Um, all right. They're, they're, they're going to crash that Cessna into a damn mountain. Hell yeah. Do. And that mountain is named Will Anderson. That's, a, that's right. Mount Will. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You're going to be eating each other for sustenance within two weeks. Texans opponent from Texans. It's nasty. That was a movie. Yeah. Alive. Uh, Texans opponent from two weeks ago cites one of the biggest gangsters (laughs) on the Houston Texans. It is not who you would think it would be. No, it's good stuff is what it is. It's good stuff. It's good, wholesome stuff. And we've got it for you coming up next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Hi, this is a uh, Zaire Franklin in the trenches podcast friendly show. I know he's an Indianapolis Colt. But it seems like Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed, two linebackers for the Colts, based on this podcast, Seth, yeah. at the very least have tremendous respect for some of the Houston Texans. They have, they, we played the audio yesterday of them talking about how C.J. Stroud does not play like a rookie at all. Like He plays like a guy who's like in his sixth or seventh year in the league when it comes to a lot of the little nuanced parts of the game. So that part, we, uh, we, took, uh, we took that compliment. We did. We accepted it. Um, I, I ended up going back and watching more of this episode it's uh in the trenches with zaire franklin i he didn't steal it directly directly from nd kalu but we'll uh tell you if nd finds out about it he's coming after tell him. you what i would not want nd kalu coming after me so we should have nd call uh yeah um i know nd's voice on the phone intimidating. <laughs> i feel like nd's got ND an army be... of lawyers too he's in commercial real estate you nd know? should be a debt collector <sighs> just call people on voice the phone alone. like they people just start pulling their wallet out right. like in their living room I'm like oh I'll yeah. pay you anything. I'm, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. What's your um, Venmo? So, yeah. Uh, so this is Zaire Franklin who talking about how he likes he likes hating the people that he plays against. Um, he just and he hates it when like uh, somebody gives an opportunity to not hate them. But this is the particular Texan that he was uh, enjoying hating last week. I told you I don't I like don't people that I go against. Like yeah. after the game, we could be cool. Like after the game, we could. I, I, I big beefing with my man Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Big beefing yeah. all week, all week. I'm 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 talking. I'm, I'm right at it. He pieced it up with me. God. <laughs> and I totally respect. I the hate that. Part. He pieced it up. Yeah, he did the same we thing. We cool again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at mad the, as at the PA. I need to yeah, go so, watch this so after the game. <laughs> after the game, you know, he came up and he said, "Like, hey, you know, it's just because I respect you guys so much, or whatever." And it's a, we're all cool, right? Uh, and uh, so, yeah, Zaire Franklin was upset that he fell for it. Yeah, the audio's funny. I just having watched some yeah. of the video when the, they were talking about CJ. Yeah, Zaire Franklin's got a good energy about him. I had put, yeah, no, I'd like that. Like, honestly, I need yeah, the visual that of that guy too. To be a, that's, need, a, that's a linebacker right yes, there, man. Yes, um, because he's old school though too. He does want to work up hate. I, I, I Greg Lloyd was a guy that used to just create stories in his head about people, almost like to a psychotic degree. Like he would create entire dramas about how a guy had like robbed okay. his house and stuff. <laughs> okay, yeah. That yeah. feels like a little much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Greg Lloyd was a little bit much. Yeah. Yeah. He was a problem. Um, so, so Dalton Schultz, if you watched the game, you might've realized or noticed that Dalton Schultz was John with those guys a lot. And they were shoving afterwards and everything. I was getting, I was getting kind of amped up too. And then especially when Dalton Schultz broke that tackle on the go ahead drive and was just, just trucking dudes. 
then I was a huge fan of Dalton Schultz. But um, the fact that these two guys were beefing with him so hardcore, that's a little bit of a show of respect too. But this is EJ Speed on why he respects Dalton Schultz. The best part about Schultz is he made me respect it because a lot of, a lot of like, mm-hmm. white, yeah. I can say it, mm-hmm. a lot of white boys. Yeah, they hey, get sensitive. They get sensitive they and be do. like, why are you like, like, you know what I mean? Bro, what do you mean, bro? Dalton was at it though. Like, you feel what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? He was at it. No, he said Y'all fucking can't even tackle. Whoa, whoa, And he wasn't, and the crazy thing was, <laughs> he wasn't crying to the roof. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When it yeah, was beef yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Don got his push back, his push after the play, <laughs> and I pushed him back or whatever like that, he yeah. ain't flop. Okay. He ain't look at the ref, so I'm like, all right, you feel me? I can respect I can your respect your gangster. I can, yeah. <laughs> Don Schultz, that's the first thing I thought. When they when the Texans signed him to a one year prove it deal, I was like, this is good because the Texans need more gangsta on their team. Uh, they yeah. went out and got well, Dalton Schultz out of Stanford. Yeah, that was like what I thought. They need I some thought, gangsta. I'm sick of them having these. These uh, these these fluffy suburban right. kids, yeah, right. Um, no, I do think like first, like as I'm bowing up, and as I hear that, the first time I heard it, I started bowing up, and I was I started thinking of examples. We're like, well, what about this guy or that? And then I realized, like, oh, I'm doing it, aren't I? <laughs> You're being exactly I'm what they thought. Kind of sensitive, yeah. aren't I? Yeah. Damn it. Oh. They got me. And, and they got right, me. right. And, and in their mind, and they're, I, they're imitating you going, I'm going to make a list together of fellows that have the dog in I, them. I have a list of grievances that I'm going to send to Roger Goodell right now. Correct. Saying, yes. I am going to look to the official. That, uh, and then they will know I am gangsta. Because I sent a list to the commissioner. Uh, you know, it was when they started doing the white guy voice that I was cool. Oh, that was great. That was great. They'd be like, why are you like, like, you know what I mean? Bro, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, that's what Seth sounds like. I made that impression thrown my way a time or two. You're mean. Cracker ass cracker. <laughs> <laughs> You're mean. Oh, man. That's good I'd stuff. I've never called a cracker ass cracker. Uh, I even called a cracker, but never a cracker ass cracker. That would have been too far. This yeah. right, right. Yeah, you say it twice. Yeah, yeah you like, use it twice in the same insult. Hold on a second, cowboy. Right, that right. was a yeah. One cracker, fine. You throw two on me in the same insult. Put an R on that cracker, right? Please. You better be putting nothing but sour cream and That's maybe it. a little bit of just no some, other seasoning. Some Ritz's yeah. with some daisy or cream cheese. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this that audio makes me want the Texans to re-sign Dalton Schultz more. Yeah, it does. He moves up Actually, my power rankings of free agents to bring yeah. back based on him being gangsta. No, no, but also, too, I like that um, the slyest move on earth was uh, was piecing it up with him, though, too. Yeah. You know, like, uh, hey, hey, no harm, right, right fellas? And <laughs> uh, because uh, then that's the secret warfare. Mm-hmm. That's the, yeah, like, okay. Love they, them. You know, I, I, I softened them up a little bit, and now yep. I'm going to go just try to take out their spleens. Dalton yeah. Schultz, Steven Nelson... Uh, Devin Singletary. I'm just kind of going through the guys that that uh, do, who I don't want to be playing in their last game as a Texan yeah. this weekend because there is that. Dalton CJ, Schultz, CJ Devin even acknowledged that in his press conference this week. He's like, "Man, we just got we got to get it done. It's not going to be the same team next year." Oh. You know, CJ forms those bonds with all of his teammates. You know, he yeah. he, he wants this thing to keep going. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I was about to say it's different than in college. But in college, you lose guys every year, and especially now. I mean, especially now, this team has a very collegial feel to it. Though. It does, which I think that that's a lot of. It has a lot to do with CJ and Will Anderson, but especially like CJ. Bringing guys like from all different position groups over to his house for dinner and everything, like all that stuff. Where I think like he, 
there's some people that do all the right things and say all the right things and they've read the leadership books and everything. But the biggest thing I think in CJ's position, especially when he's dealing with guys on the defensive side of the ball or anything, is just demonstrating like he cares about them as human beings and everything. That's like that's a step beyond. And it's not something that a lot of guys do. Uh, and you know, and it's it's cool too, because it's not like it, it doesn't it's cool because he doesn't strike you as a guy who's like a natural extrovert. You know, like I don't, he doesn't strike you as a guy that's just the kind of guy that always needs to have people around him or anything. Right, right. Um, like I think he's just genuinely trying to form actual relationships with people. Yeah, Chris, Chris Long, actually, Chris Long was on Inside the NFL this week. He, you'll hear him here talking to Ryan Clark. They're having a conversation about CJ. And Chris Long actually cites some of what Seth is talking about here. He was the first guy. And this is where I was like, okay, yeah, he's him, as they say. Yeah. He goes to Cincinnati and the performance that he put on there was incredible. And I was like, the first guy since the guy on the other sideline to remind me of the guy on the other sideline in Joe Burrow <laughs> right. and C.J. Stroud. And you know who Joe Burrow reminded me of when he came to the league was Tom Brady. Hold on one second. Wait, wait. Yeah. That's a, that's a statement that people won't understand. You're saying C.J. Stroud, as a rookie, has shown some traits we've seen from a guy like Tom. Some traits. You know, yeah. some people can say he's going to win six, seven championships. <laughs> I don't know in this right. day and age. But what I do know is he's got that third dimension kind of deal with the quarterback where it's not just what do you see, where to go with the ball. He's an artist, too. He's a leader. He's having guys over to dinner every yeah. night. He's got a, a chef at the house. I wish I was his teammate. I mean, <laughs> he's a leader, but yeah. he's also got those innate pocket mobility traits where he's able to buy himself time. His, his eyes are always downfield, and that's a play caller's best friend, too, because yeah. he can get you out of a lot of trouble. It's an offensive line, offensive line's best friend, and the playmakers love him. Too. I'll tell you what, um, when it comes to, man, you're right. Like the Texans have a lot of cap space this year, but like, don't get too excited about this year's cap space. It's the future years that matter because a lot of this year's cap space, you have to either resign or replace the value of these guys, Dalton Schultz, Sheldon Rankins, Derek Barnett, Jerry Hughes, Steven Nelson, Kaimi Fairbairn, uh, like, it, and then you go down and there's like fewer Devin Singletary. Yeah. I mean, but like those first guys that I listed, they're all making 4 million plus. So like you either have to, you either have to replace them or re-sign them. Some of them are going to be for more money. Um, And that's where you make the decision. Some of these guys who are on one year deals, you got to make, or, or on expiring deals, you got to make a decision of like, all right, like, you know, Steven Nelson, uh, Steven Nelson, very solid, very steady. He had that little glitch with, uh, with, with, Nick Casario that seems to have been no big deal, but he's also going to be 31 years old next year. So like, what do you do with Steven Nelson? And I, I, I'm it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. And I think, and I think what does Steven Nelson do? Does he, you know, if he gets an offer from the Texans bird in the hand, yeah. does he take that or does he dip his toe in the marketplace? It's, you know, he, he wasn't happy with his contract going into the year and they, they kind of redid it. It, it didn't, hurt the Texans too much to redo what extra. they did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, so it didn't ultimately end up being a big deal, but like that's, that's the tricky area. I have zero clue how Steven Nelson will handle it. I just know that man, when a guy's turning 31 and he's still playing at a good level, it's hard to accept that you are looked at just as a 31 year old by a lot of yeah. teams like that. I don't know what his expectation is for like what the upper end contract that he can get is, but like that's that's it, I have zero clue whether what he expects. Like I hope 
I hope he has realistic expectations. Yeah, the, I think the Texans can work that. It's if he thinks that he's going to get some deal that's probably not out there for a 31 year old, then the the Texans might have to say goodbye. Yeah, yeah. His age may work in favor of the Texans right now. Yeah. Actually, in terms of bringing him back at a at a at a decent rate. Um, I right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Um, someone said uh, uh, last game of the season. My ass, Sean. No, no. I'm not saying it's going to be the last game of the season. I'm saying. CJ doesn't want, none of us want it to be the last game of the season. We got a lot of guys, you know, who are, as Seth just listed, about a half dozen of them right there. Along those lines, along those lines, there's something we were doing before the Cleveland game last week that we have not done yet prior to this Baltimore game. What's that? A question that needs to be asked about the following weekend, which we will get to next. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. All right, Sean I- and I are talking about the various narratives about Lamar Jackson that are 100% true. 100% true. We'll get to them in just a second. Yeah. Um, the last two weeks, the Texans have been playing in either actual playoff or de facto playoff games. And one thing that we have not shied away from on this show and other shows on this station is looking ahead past that game to who they would be playing the next week and what our preference would be. Remember, like, when they're leading into that Colts game, it was, okay, would you rather they go on the road to Kansas City or Buffalo in the first round of the playoffs or face the Browns at home? Right. Which was one of the, like, sillier things that we debate. Like, to me, like, in the retrospect now, like, there were people that didn't want to play the Browns at home. They would have rather gone to Kansas City. In that round of the playoffs, yeah, the Browns really. You, you know what, honestly, the Browns really did a number on us uh, psychologically and emotionally. It was. It's weird. It's uh, uh frankly, uh, I feel like if we were Job, we would have failed the test. It was kind of yeah. like uh, you know, we just uh, you know, it, we acted like CJ was no big deal. Like they just oh, it didn't wouldn't have mattered if CJ was there. They just got killed. They got destroyed. I wanted yeah. Flacco for the record. I think you did too. Ultimately. Eventually, I had to think about it more than I uh, than I'm. Uh, you know, willing to admit. Point being, it worked out. We looked ahead past the Colts. It didn't jinx them or anything. Mm. Last week, they're going into that Cleveland game. And it's like, all right, well, if they they beat Cleveland, then are you, you know, then then who are you looking at in the next round? Would you rather play, you know, would you, these these upsets here? You could end up playing Buffalo or KC in those cities, or would you rather have the Ravens? You know, like that that Steelers Bills game decided where you were going Monday. So, um, but even before that game against Cleveland, we were looking ahead past that game. So I'm going to do it now. We haven't done it yet this week. Once the Texans beat the Ravens this weekend, who would you rather face in the AFC title game? Who are you rooting for Sunday night? Let's pretend the Texans win on Saturday, Seth. They beat the Ravens on Saturday. You ready? Yeah. And now we're sitting down to watch the Sunday night game. Who are you rooting for in that game? Buffalo or Kansas City? Or do you not care? Uh, Pat Mahomes is a broken down old man. I want to pick him up by the ankles and uh, and, and treat him like uh, an old plush toy that you don't care about anymore. I want to treat him like my squatty potty. I want to 
I want to treat them like the um, my my second stepmother. No, my first stepmother. Yes. Uh, just, uh, he's, he's of no use to me anymore. I love that you got your stepmother's yeah. confused. Trying to remember. I like the second one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just want to, uh, I want to just go ahead and, uh, and, and, uh, treat him like the, the, the beat up contraption that he is. Josh Allen. He's what's fresh. He's what's new. He's like, what? Two years younger than Pat Mahomes. Um, uh, or even less. Uh, yeah. Uh, Josh Allen and the way he's playing right now, uh, makes me nervous. Scarier? Yeah. Yeah. What about defense? Kansas, City, Kansas City's defense has been pretty damn good this year. Yeah, I don't care. I got CJ Stroud. Okay. That's, yeah, that's why I asked the question. The that's the answer I yeah. needed. That's cool. That's yeah, yeah. Kansas City all the way. They got bad mojo. They've been a 500 team. Oh, they beat the Dolphins. They are. Oh. Now, they, they will have beaten Buffalo to get to that point. So maybe yeah, we, we feel on a fluke On a fluke <laughs> and some cheating. <laughs> there you go. Obviously, Mahomes cheating. I'm with you on Kansas City too, just because I like Kansas City has been the team the last six years, yeah. and it has nothing to do with the 24 nothing from a few. I've seen that from some people. Like, yeah, we got to get back at them for for that 24 nothing. No, that was on you. Like, that yeah. wasn't like Kansas City outscored the Texans 51 to seven. Like, I and that was four years ago. I, I've been down on yeah. Sorry, yeah, that's okay. No, that's a, I like I Kansas City has been the face of the AFC right. for the last six years. Right, right, yeah. And the, to be and, the man, and, you got to beat the man. And they got they let it go to their head. I mean, just I ever since that damn quarterback series, I can't get the scene out of my mind in which Pat Mahomes had thrown a couple early interceptions in a game, and he's talking to his buddies afterwards, and he's saying like, "I mean, I'm just too good to be doing that. I can't I, just yeah. like or like every time on the field." He'd throw, he'd throw a touchdown pass. A receiver catches it, sometimes makes a nice catch, and he's running down the field screaming about how awesome he is. I am here. That's, that's what I do. It's that's what, what I do. What I do. I do, I do two things. Doing? I talk like Kermit, and I do that. Yeah. What I just did. Your team's falling apart, yeah. aren't you? No wonder like, a saintly fellow like Kadarius Tony doesn't even feel comfortable <laughs> catching the ball because he knows he's not going to receive acknowledgement from the likes of you. <laughs> Kadarius Tony never heard a... Never heard a fly. Nobody Google this. And uh, like just just an innocent young lad. Right. Who comes to comes to the great at. Midwest, place yeah. that I thought people were friendly, and he gets treated like dirt. No yep. appreciation. Yep. No, no, no understanding of like all everything Kadarius Tony has sacrificed to help that team. Gotta keep this thing going. Win at man. least one Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's good for them last year in the yeah. playoff run for sure. Um Man, that this would be. I'd kind of like Travis Kelsey to go down too. I've had enough. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching. I'm watching yeah. the uh, New Heights podcast, and I'm watching Jason Kelsey get kind of teary about the fact that he's not admitting, by the way, that he's uh, retiring. Right, yet. right. And said publicly, yeah, like he hasn't. He's kind of taking some time to make a decision, and as he's like kind of tearing up at the end, Travis Kelsey was like, "Oh yeah, bro. Oh yeah, yeah." Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, what, the, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, what was What's that? that? I don't I'm know. wondering what you're doing. I don't right even now. know who he's trying to sound like when okay. Travis Kelsey does the things he does. He's so, just, uh, I, it's a, he's a unique individual. So you would assume, okay, so that, well, plus no, I don't like that he's defiling that young angel that is. That What's her name Taylor again? Taylor Swift. Oh, that's right. She seems she's like just a sweet, a sweet gal. young, sweet young. I sweet think she's gal. like thirty nine by now, but she, still, she seems young. She's very charismatic. I've noticed she's able to get the whole luxury suite dancing yeah. in the same way. She's yeah. very charismatic. She's got a future, that kid. She, uh, I, I don't, I think he's ruining her. Yeah, um, I don't like her latest single. Okay, so that's good. So f- bebop doop for purposes for purposes of wanting Travis Kelsey and his significant other Taylor Swift yeah. out of the playoffs. 
we'll at least know by the time Sunday night rolls around. Like I, it would suck if we had to root for Kansas City before the Texans to be like, oh, that's who I want there. Yeah. Once the Texans win, we'll know ahead of time because if the Ravens happen to win the game and beat the Texans. <laughs> Um, if that happens, then we can openly just root for Buffalo against Kansas City. There is a nice part. I know for a lot of Houstonians, it'd be pretty badass to go up to Buffalo and beat Buffalo on their turf uh, in the playoffs. That <laughs> knock, would be knock yourself out. Why? Oh, oh, you yeah, meant yeah, like, vengeance, you know? For, yeah. Oh, for I thought you meant upset. like them literally going up to Buffalo, the fans going up there. Oh and stuff. no, 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 no. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> no. If the Texans, if the Houston Pro Football Team got were to go up and beat the Bills, got you. It doesn't need to be come from behind or anything. Like that, but just kind of you know, just uh, oh, yeah. give, give a little bit of an emotional retribution for him for 1993. Yeah, 35 to three. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, should I've been more clear about that. No, the, yeah, I, I was oh. listening. Literally, you're like, it'd be fun for for some fans to yeah. go up to Buffalo, is okay. what you said, and I'm like, that. That's all I heard, and I'm like, that doesn't sound fun at all. <laughs> going up <laughs> to Buffalo. Um, which fan base is more confident in their quarterback right now, Texans. Baltimore or Houston? Oh, oh, pro- uh, probably Houston. I think there's um, universal confidence in C.J. Stroud. Yeah, right I think now. there's almost like a uh, – he's taken on almost like a messiah uh, ap- uh, like appeal to a lot of people in Houston. I think they they believe in C.J. Stroud, whereas I think people in Baltimore are kind of like, well, it's uh, – yeah, hey, different different year. Let's just uh, – yeah. I feel pretty good about this. Right. Let's see if he can extend it on into the playoffs. You can tell by the look on their face, like they've definitely got good cards and they're trying to act like they. Yeah. Or yeah. They, they they actually have bad cards. They're trying to act like they have good cards. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. They can't. Sure. I got pocket aces. Yeah, absolutely. They can't like forget. Like a three and a six. His, his deflating exits in playoff games in which he uh, hasn't even the losses. He's one in three in the playoffs. And I do some of that's overblown a little bit because of Greg Roman um, wasn't as good an offense coordinator for him as Todd Monken is, except you never know until you see it. And all they remember is that Lamar Jackson's been very disappointing in the playoffs. It's been three years since he played in a playoff game. We got, we got to point that, that, that out. They didn't make the playoffs in 2021. They made it last year. But he was injured, and Snoop Huntley started their their playoff loss. The one playoff victory they did have, he did throw for like 130 yards. Wow! Yeah, zero touchdowns, one interception, triple digits. Yeah, Good for you. It might have been 170. I don't um, know. It was less than 200. Here, just some just some backup, good and bad with Lamar Jackson. Now he's about to become the youngest two time MVP in the history of the league. That's good. Um, he's got the most regular season wins for a quarterback his age ever, 58. Ten victories this season. This actually is pretty impressive. Yeah. Ten victories this season against teams with winning records. And I would submit, I don't have the exact point differential in front of me, but he's beaten some pretty good teams like a drum. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, the yeah. Dolphins are I mean, the Dolphins are a little phony, but they're still a talented football the, the team. 49ers, 40 points. Yeah, the 49ers are legit. That's the biggest one. Yeah. Beat him beat him on Christmas night in San Francisco by by two touchdowns. Now, playoffs. One in three record in the playoffs. Four touchdowns, seven turnovers in the playoffs for Lamar Jackson. His touchdown to turnover ratio is negative, or I mean, uh, less yeah. than one. Oh yeah, yeah, by far, Matthew yeah, four to seven. Yeah. Uh, only QB to win more than fifty games their first six seasons in the regular season with fewer playoff wins. Andrew Dalton of Katy, Texas, zero and four in the playoffs. When you're bumping up against Andy Dalton. For a contrast between for your being regular, a regular season, season and versus, postseason, yeah. except that his would be even more glaring. 
Andy yeah, Dalton? He's, no, uh, no, Lamar's because he's so good in the regular yeah. season. Yeah, Dalton's and then, never and then a dud in the playoffs. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's he's 41 his 41.5 QBR yeah. in the postseason. Again, QBR is the one that goes from 0 to 100. It's an ESPN stat. Is the second worst over that time ahead of only Mitchell Trubisky. Wow, I wonder if they'll switch quarterbacks before this game. Do you think they the go Ravens? in and they're like, yeah. Is there a controversy? Snoop Huntley uh, started last year in the playoffs. He's got experience. Yeah. John Lopez is here. It sounds like John's hot on this. You're darn right, right I am. You guys, you guys had uh, had me sold by the end of the show yesterday that Lamar's trash and CJ's way better. Well, than I him. wouldn't go that far. That's what I was hearing. <laughs> they got Malik Cunningham on the roster. Oh, do they really? Yeah. Malik Cunningham did some things against the Texans in the preseason. Remember mm-hmm. that? That's mm-hmm. right. He's the only one that did stuff for you. Would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Josh Johnson? Malik Cunningham or hold Tyler up, hold Huntley. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Josh, four, jo- Josh they, Johnson's a Raven? Yeah, they got four QBs on the roster. I don't know what this is, why or how this is going on. <laughs> We're going to be on, talking but. about the playoffs in 15 years, and the Texans are going to be getting ready to play, you, you know, the, the Topeka Raiders, because yes. that's where the Raiders will be by that point. They're like, would you rather face uh, Cam Newton Jr. or Josh Johnson? <laughs> and I'll be like, that Josh Johnson, for, who was a Texan at one point. He's still too, around. Way. He's been on every team. Yes. It's incredible. Um Look, man, I'm not going to say that they that that they have a quarterback advantage. I'm just saying it's not uh, what you might think it is. Well, I'll pose the question to you, yeah. and I think I know the answer having listened to your show already that I just posed to Seth, which is which fan base has more confidence in their quarterback right now? That's Bal- exactly Baltimore right. Baltimore or Houston? That's exactly right. I think it's hard to find a Texan fan that doesn't feel like C.J. Stroud is going to play his well, pl- to, play, to, a pretty, to, play a pretty good game on Saturday. To take it a step further, like t- Texans fans and Texans, anybody around this team says they have a chance because – of C.J. Stroud. In Baltimore, they're saying, well, they got a chance to lose if C.J. Does, I mean, if, if yeah. Lamar Jackson Playoff didn't. Playoff Lamar yeah, yeah. shows <laughs> a little bit of their they, – they're, they're, they've got full-throated confidence in Lamar Jackson, but they're they're crossing their fingers behind their Exactly. Right. That's exactly so right. It. That's right. They scream it. We've got our palms outward. <laughs> I also – as like I Like in a casino, I'm showing the eye in the sky. Yeah. I got no chips on me. Yeah. Yeah. As I need to do every time the Texans play the Ravens, I also have to remind everybody – um, that the vast majority of crab served in Maryland actually comes not from Gulf Coast from states. Maryland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not it's from a Maryland. fraudulent yes, state. It it's a fraudulent cuisine state. That may come up at 825 tomorrow. Okay. Five reasons. Oh, I five reasons. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we'll, Texas we'll, we'll blue crab. It's Gulf Coast blue crab. Yeah, yeah. fraudulent yeah. crab. You should it be. Is. You should be angry about. You know what that. they do? They make so they get the crab from down here. Mm-hmm. Then they make the crab cakes up there. So yes. they can. They, so they made can say in, the crab cakes were made in Maryland, made in Maryland. Even though the even though the crab itself comes from the Gulf. Yeah, because they have nothing assembled in the United States. We wouldn't make them here, <laughs> but we have twenty five other things that are tastier than. It's that. Like your cars that are assembled in America. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it gets complicated. It's a global, it's a global economy. So, uh, yeah, that's where uh, – and the, the sad thing about it is how few Baltimoreans actually know that because they get really angry when I point it out. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah. like, they'll be adamant. Like, no, it comes, I know it comes because that's I went to crab. the restaurant. Right. They made the it restaurant right in front of me. In Baltimore, no, no. and that's where it was. You have crabs, just not that kind of yeah. crabs, okay, Baltimore? Ouch. Dirty. Yeah. It's right. a dirty state. It's a dirty, dirty state. Nasty, dirty state. Absolutely. Um, this article in ESPN about Lamar Jackson, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, John, 
it's this long form article about Lamar. It's different this year with Lamar, you know, because he's he's so that talk- the one on ESPN. It's on ESPN. Yeah, I read that one. Yeah, yeah. It's like he 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 can't go five he minutes has a different without mentioning look. the word Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, he's got a different look in his eye this year. Was he, uh, yeah, so the, it's the same to me. Was he, was he incapable of talking about the Super Bowl before? Is that, like, yeah, yes. is that something he picked up from one of these big, QB gurus? Big progress. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know. He, to, so oh, you tell me before he didn't he didn't he wasn't interested in winning yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, right, now right. he's super interested. Yeah. Yeah. He's just this time into it. This yeah. time I really mean it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm reading this. I'm like, this whole article. <laughs> That's our logo. This time he really means he it. He really yeah. means it. That's good stuff. <laughs> Don't right. make him come back there. <laughs> this, this has been Crosstalk brought to you by DM Leasing. You're listening to KILT and KLT HD2 on Odyssey Station. Seth, be ready. Football Friday tomorrow. Antibodies to you. Antibodies to you. And at this time I really mean it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it. Football Friday. We mean it this time. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.